Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Working Title. I'm your host, Margot. Um, let me just start off with a really weird tangent about how I have a really weird experience saying my own name. And I think it's because, well, I know it's because I went to speech therapy growing up because I couldn't say my R's if they were like in the middle of words. And unfortunately, so many people in my family, well, four out of the five in my immediate family have R's in their name, which made it hard to say their name. And it was always like an effort to make sure that I was saying it right after I started going to speech therapy. So Eric, I would say Eric, Peter, I would say Pedo, um, Mark, I wouldn't say my dad's name because I would just call him dad, but in theory, I would call him Moak. And Margo is hard for me to say. <laughs> I would say Mogo. And now that I went to speech therapy, it's not, I never think about it. When I'm saying words like rabbit or um, poster or whatever, or that has an R in it, I never think about it. But when I say Margot, it's like a really hard word for me to say which sounds so ridiculous is that a hard word for you guys to say Margot? i think it's like a weird placement of the r don't get me wrong i love my name i love the name Margot. i love the name margaret but there's something about it that i always feel weird when i'm saying it as like an introduction um if it's your first time hearing my name like there's this weird pressure for me to say it a certain way i think because of the speech therapy also, speech therapy was so much fun. I look back at those classes with so much fondness. Yeah, it was just honestly a great time. I just remember going into, it was basically a converted coat closet, which also I was in orchestra growing up. And that was also in like a janitor's closet that they converted into the music room. And I only realized it when I was older and I was like, that was just not supposed to be a music room that was the same with the speech therapy room it was like this really narrow long room at the very end of a hallway so obviously meant to be a closet but it was so fun I had a couple friends that were also in speech therapy if they are somehow listening to this hello wasn't that so fun <laughs> I just remember specifically playing all of these computer games that you had to talk through obviously so I would play a lot of games with the princess and the fog so great memories I don't know if you can hear the birds chirping, but anyway, we'll take it back to modern day. Right now I'm sitting in Somerset in England, which is where my boyfriend is from, more specifically Bath and Northeast Somerset. He lives in a tiny village of a thousand people and it's quite quaint, very different from my life in New York. I'm not new to visiting this area. I visited him probably like five or six times now. And I've stayed for a pretty substantial amount of times each time. This this go, I'm only here for two weeks, but I love visiting here. It's very sweet and quaint. This, actually, I'm going to be coming back in April for two days because of a work trip that we're stopping here. Long story for a later time. But after that, the next time I visit, I think he's going to be moved into his apartment in Bristol and I got to visit the apartment and it's really sweet and I'm really excited for him to move in and get to visit him there. That's going to be a lot of fun. Anyways, um, I'm sitting here on Zantori's desk. He's at his office right now. 
I've been kind of switching off working with him in his office because he works for his family business. It's a pretty big business. Um, so it's still a little bit weird that I come in. I just sit on one of the desks in the marketing room and everyone in the room is so lovely. So I feel very welcome. But on the other days when I have more kind of like editing or things that I don't really want other people to see me doing, I have been working from home. So podcasting is one of those things that would be super weird for me to do in his family business office. Can you imagine? Weird tangent over. I'm really excited to get into this episode of Working Title. I'm going to be honest, I already recorded this and sat with it for like 30 minutes and I came to the conclusion that it made absolutely no sense because I was trying to give very blanketed advice without actually sharing any of my own experience, which A, I think is just cringy. B, I think it's just me being fearful about sharing more about myself and my own journey. So we're going to do this again off the script. Let's back it up. A couple episodes ago, I was talking about how it's really hard for me to have a vision and to kind of get clarity on my own life and who I am right now and who I want to be. It's hard for me to step back and see that and feel like I have that clear vision. Aside from kind of just trusting the process and trusting what comes my way and making the most of what's in front of me, there are ways to be proactive that I've found in my own life that can help me to identify different paths that I potentially want to go down and kind of create options for myself. What I want to talk about in this episode is the fact that we can use other people to learn so much about ourselves and I've been doing this subconsciously. I think, I mean, I think we all do this subconsciously, but been doing it subconsciously my whole life. But I think the past couple months I've been more intentional about spending time with people that I know I can learn from. I actually want to read you this quote that Katie Bilotti reposted on her story yesterday because it really resonated with me. So this is a passage that Brianna Weist posted. She, Oh wow, she's the author of 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think. So this is what she posted. You are not behind. You're not off track. There's no way to be. Your life is a continuous unfolding of yourself. It is shaped and guided by the world outside of you and how you interpret and respond to that world. It's an ongoing exploration of who you are and how you might be. Life does not begin when everything is perfect. It does not start when you think you're worthy. It's happening right now. You are not anywhere but where you are supposed to be because there is nowhere else to be. The idea that you might have to earn your way into the life that is already yours is an illusion. So I think that's like a really great place to start when we're talking about this, that I'm not trying to be somebody else. I'm not trying to become someone or be someone other than myself. This is more an exploration of where we have the capacity to grow and expand and branch out and really also understanding where we want to go. Like, what am I excited about doing in my future? Are there things that I want to focus my energy on that I'm not doing right now? I don't think this practice should come from a place of being uncomfortable where you are now because I think that's when it can become really toxic and like trying to turn yourself into somebody else. Um, or it turns more into comparison. But I think if you can come from a place of, I think that quote is really amazing and I'll repost it on my story and save it to the working title highlight. But I think that's a really great 
place to come from. We are experiencing life right now and we have the ability to continue to grow using the people and the places and the things and resources around us. Okay, so using that as a base, I want to dive into kind of my musings on why other people can be the most helpful tool for ourselves and our own growth. I think the most kind of like elementary basic example of this is looking at the qualities and characteristics that other people have and using that as a mirror to see if it's something that you possess, if you want to possess, if it's something that you don't want. When I look inward it's really hard to determine like which qualities I actually possess or which qualities I like about myself and don't like because I'm very subjective when I come to my own decisions and what I do or say because I can come up with every excuse in the book for myself. Like if I do something I don't like or if I say something I don't like and I want to justify it, it is extremely easy for me to justify it. But when I'm looking at somebody else, I'm not going to make those same excuses for other people. And I look at those qualities more objectively. So examples of qualities might be creativity, honesty, loyalty, humility. Some bad qualities might be somebody being ignorant, super impulsive or indecisive, judgmental, cocky, mean. When we can identify those qualities in other people, And also just like test it on ourselves. How does it feel when we encounter those types of people or those types of qualities? I actually have a journal prompt about this in no particular order. Let me try to figure out what page it's on. See, I don't know if this is something that I should have memorized, like what pages each of the prompts are on, but I certainly do not. Okay, it's on page 94, volume one. And the question is, how do you hope people are left feeling after they spend time with you? I think this question is a really great way for us to grow and learn by using the people around us kind of as resources to help inform what we want to possess ourselves. I have been in so many situations where I walk away from interactions and I feel like shit. Like either I am really self-conscious of myself or what I said around them or I feel really left out. Like I feel like it was really clicky and I was kind of just like, randomly there if I felt like I was annoying I think that's my least favorite quality to feel after I spend time with someone so anyways that's kind of like the most basic thing that I think that we can learn from other people but I think that's something that we do from birth growing up it's that idea that you become the combination of the five people that you spend the most time with that's something that we already do so something that I've been thinking about in my own life is like how do I take that to the next level I feel so lucky to be surrounded by such interesting, incredible people, especially since moving to New York and just expanding my circles past people that I grew up with or that I went to school with. Not that those aren't amazing people, but being able to live in the city and surround myself with people who are so interesting and have lived really different lives than me. I've learned so much about myself and the person that I want to become through that. I think the absolute coolest thing is when you are talking to somebody and you can tell that the topic that you're on, however you got there, is something that they are incredibly passionate about. It's so easy to tell because the person who has that passion just like lights up. If there's somebody that's normally quiet, they start talking a lot more. Maybe the person starts talking with their hand or they're making eye contact a lot more. Like You can just tell when somebody is talking about something that they love 
and it's so cool. I want to talk about some of the interests and like passions that the people in my life have that I've been really inspired by and I will be calling them out by name. The first thing that came to mind is my friend Tatum is incredibly talented at understanding a brand um, and coming from like a design standpoint really pushing that brand to new limits and bringing it into places that it hasn't been before. The way that she approaches brand and applies it to different things. I'm being really vague because she is pretty private about her work. So I don't want to like say anything that she wouldn't want to say, but I really want she and my friend Harley, who I'm going to talk about next, to come on this podcast and talk about what they do. But I just learned so much from her and like hearing her talk about how she navigates her career and what makes her excited about it is just like the coolest thing ever. Since I brought up Harley, the thing that she's really passionate and knowledgeable about is the business of social media and really understanding how it works and how many people it can take to kind of like create a certain effect or result. She works on the back end of like a lot of the big influencers that you see online again I don't want to speak too much on her behalf or say anything that she would rather keep private but it's really cool to hear about her work and see how passionate she is about it next we have cooking and baking which shout out Sarah my cousin she just has an innate talent for this and I know because I've grown up with her so it's just something that she's always been able to do but seeing how she's developed something that she has really loved and something that she's naturally really good at and brought that into her career but also this like bigger concept that she's really passionate about which is this idea that food brings people together and food has the ability to connect people in a way that really nothing else can it's really cool to talk to her about it and also learn about it through her writing which is another one of her passions that she's very talented at another passion that i've gotten to witness and also work with which has been really fun is with my friend Henry Cornaros. He's been in like the photography and videography space for a handful of years now, but he's really getting into videography. And the way that he translates his ideas into this like beautiful visual work of art is so cool. Another thing is nightlife. One of my friends, Caroline, is really passionate and connected in that world. It's just something that I'm just like so far away from. So when I get to kind of trail her and learn more about that world, I always have so much fun. This is just like the tip of the iceberg and I'm leaving so many friends out, but we would be here for so long if I went through everyone. But if you like really listen to the people around you and notice what makes them tick and what makes them so excited, you can use that to your advantage. Each of those topics that I talked about, that is like a whole universe of things that I only know so little about in each of those categories. By talking to each of those people and like really listening to them, I think that's the best thing that you can do, especially when these people get into their like flow states talking about these different things that they're passionate about. The best thing that you can do is just shut up and listen and try to pick up on the subcultures in each of those worlds that you typically wouldn't have access to yourself. You can take little snippets out of any topic and apply it to your own life. For example, something that I get really excited about and like I know that I light up when I talk about this is no particular order. It's something that not only I'm really proud of, that it's something that I've created myself, but I see this whole world of possibilities with it. So when somebody asks me about it, I just get like so excited and that's what I want to talk about. 
So if that's something that I am really passionate about and like potentially a path forward that I want to pursue and put a lot of my energy into, when I'm listening to my friends talking about things that they're so excited about that in theory has nothing to do with like building a business or paper goods or journaling or whatever, there's still little snippets that I can take out and apply to my own life. I think it's a really good practice to just take a moment and recognize who those people are in your life and almost create a map. Like I'm talking like a physical map that you can draw out in your journal. I'll post like a little tutorial of how I do this myself, but create a map in your journal of people in your life and what qualities they possess that you want to also mirror or what passions they have that you want to learn something about or kind of like dive into that world as well. Something else that you can do and this is like can borderline on creepy so don't be creepy (laughs) but just take note of their actions. So if there's somebody who's really smart around you like try to pay attention to what news subscriptions they have or what podcasts they're listening to or who they're tapped into to get their news from or where they're getting their education. Something else you can take note of is how people spend their free time. Maybe somebody is self-employed and that's a lifestyle that you're really going after. How are they spending their free time? What social circles are they in? What types of companies do they support? I want to share with you guys kind of the types of people that I look up to and the qualities that I have noticed that a lot of them possess. So kind of the through line I've noticed of people that I look up to are older women. So it's always people that are older than me. The age keeps like rising, obviously, as I'm growing up. But a lot of them will be like my mom's friends or people in her circles. It might be just like public figures that I'm finding online that I think that their career or their passions online look really cool and I want to tap into that. But generally, older women. One quality that a lot of them possess is that they come across as very educated, witty, but not in like a forced way. They're not trying to prove anything to me, but maybe it's just in their vocabulary or the things that they reference. From there, I can either learn from their vocabulary or start to pick up on the types of references that they're making and learn more about kind of those different worlds. Another thing is the the people that I look up to are all very kind. And that's something that I try to implement. Going back to the how do you hope people are feeling after they spend time with you. I always want people to feel cared and looked after and that's partially because I've been so lucky to meet so many people who have treated me that way and I've just loved how that feels. Something else is that a lot of these women are very culturally in the know and I've noticed that that's because they follow certain Instagram accounts and or read certain publications, specifically the New York Magazine and the New York Times. That's more generally just like being in the know. The Cut is a great one to follow, but also just listening to podcasts that a lot of people are talking about. Something else is that a lot of these people have lived abroad. I don't know if this is, this is kind of like a chicken egg situation because I don't know if they are the way that they are because they've had these experiences living abroad or more likely just the types of people they are, they're more apt to kind of seek out those experiences and adventures. But I always think that's so cool. And the last thing that I always look at people and I'm like, okay, this is something that I wanna implement into my life is that they always have 
at least one passion outside of their career that they can bring into conversations or their kind of experience out in the world can literally be anything but it's something that they're really passionate and literate in um, and have like an interesting lens on at least one topic outside of their career. I think in general we already spend so much time with other people whether it's coworkers, friends, family, boyfriends, girlfriends, doesn't matter. You might as well use that to your advantage to learn more about yourself and although we're already doing that subconsciously Just taking time to really articulate what it is that you want to take from people or on the other hand, if you experience something in somebody else and you're like, I never want to be that type of person or do that type of thing, that can sometimes help push you in the right direction even more. Just the fact that we have so many people that we've yet to meet that are going to make such an impact on our lives is so exciting. So much of our future can be discovered in the people around us, which is just so mind-blowing and so cool and just there's like endless possibilities in that yeah if there's certain like paths or types of personalities or careers that you guys want to learn more about shoot me a dm and share those with me so that i can line something up and get some really interesting people on the podcast that we can learn from if you've enjoyed this episode and working title please leave a five-star review. It means the world to me. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you want to leave a little note, I absolutely love reading those. They feel like gifts. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.